praise doesn't stop because they left the stage. Here's the thing about a worshiper that, listen, when you are a real worshiper of Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter what the climate is. It doesn't matter what the situation is. It doesn't matter what the circumstance is. You're going to do what you do. And that's going to be to worship. Relationships could be failing, and you will still create a space to worship. Your health could be in trouble, but you will still find a secret place to be able to worship. You could be in financial crisis, but you will still find a place to worship. Your life could be in ruins, but you will still find a place to worship. I need all the real worshipers right now at this moment just to lift those hands and just to acknowledge God. That's all worship is. It's just acknowledging God for who he is. Don't stop singing, praise him. Keep singing him. Just acknowledging him for who he is. Please don't never, please don't never allow this to get stale. Don't let your love for God grow stale. Don't let your love of worship to die down. Yes, we are in a pandemic, but I believe what the psalmist said. How do you sing a song in a strange land. Oh my gosh. Even in a strange land, you still have to worship. Even in a strange environment, you still need to worship. Even in strange circumstances, you still need to look towards the hill because your help comes from the Lord. Oh, where my worshipers at this morning that can be able to acknowledge who God is. He is sovereign. He is a sovereign God. He is a good God. He is a merciful God. A God that will shield you. He will be your refuge in a time of trouble. Come on, where my worship is. Come on, worship, 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 worship. Come on, come on, worship, worship. Come on, come on. Set the atmosphere in your home. Set the atmosphere wherever you are. Acknowledge who He is. Let's make a sound. Let the real worshipers say something. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Don't miss this moment. Don't miss this moment. Come on, don't miss this moment. Don't miss this moment. Don't miss this moment of worship. Don't miss this moment to tell God thank you. Don't miss this moment to tell God you love him. Don't miss this moment to tell God that you appreciate him. Yeah, I know you got a lot to complain about and a lot on your list that you need God to do, but just pause and acknowledge him for who he is right now. Oh, God. You set me free. A refuge, my hiding place, most holy. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Give him praise, give him praise. Give him praise, give him praise, give him praise, give him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, welcome to the Hope World Experience. Hope World everywhere. Hope World anywhere. The hope, hope at home. We're so glad that you have tuned in this morning. I know, Pastor, you say that every week, but I thank God that you're tuning in um, and view and, and coming to our virtual sanctuaries. We share with you worship and the word of God. We appreciate you coming in every week to be a part of what the Lord is doing here. And we're excited about Jesus. I'm telling you, make no apologies about it. We are excited about Jesus and what he is doing in our lives through um, the work of the 
Holy Spirit and the work of his word. We're excited about what the Lord is doing. I say this all the time, and I know they probably get tired of me saying it, but I thank God uh, for my team. We've been holding it down for the past six months. Uh, we're making it do what it has to do every week, week in, week out. There are so many things that go on behind the scenes to make sure um, that the whole world experience is brought to you in the spirit of excellence. So I thank God, I thank God uh, for our sound team, our, those working the cameras, those on the soundboard, those on the uh, on the screens, making sure you have my PowerPoints. I thank God for them. Thank God for our music ministry, our worship team, our musicians. I thank God for them. Amen. I know they can't hear you, but go ahead and give it up for them. Go ahead. Come on, come on, come on. Go ahead and give it up for them. I thank God for them. They are absolutely amazing. Uh, absolutely amazing. Listen, I want to share with you some opportunities. Um, some are new opportunities and some are continuing opportunities for you to be able to grow in your spiritual walk and development um, with the Lord. Man, I'm telling you, worship is great. Sunday morning is great. But there's some other avenues that we have that we want you to take advantage of to continue in your spiritual growth, to grow and be everything that God wants you to be. Pastor, how do I grow when I come in contact with the Word of God? When we come in contact with the Word of God and apply the principles of God's Word to our lives, there is going to be some growth. There's going to be some dead weight that's going to fall off, and there's going to be some new growth that's going to happen in our life. So let me remind you real quick of three opportunities that we have. Some are continuing and some uh, are happening on occasions that we want you to be a part of. Every Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. on our conference call line, Sunday school is going forth. It has been growing. I've been so excited about the Saints adjusting to technology. I mean, they're having a good old time on Sunday school, so I want you to be a part of that. Um, all you have to do is use our conference call line. If you call in uh, for our Fresh Start Monday prayer call, it's that same number. Call in at 8.30 on Sunday morning. Sunday school is just an hour, 8.30 to 9.30, and you will be blessed. This is a great place uh, for you to have that introduction um, to growing in the Word of God, answer, asking questions, getting answers to your questions, and being amongst others that you can be able to hear from as well. It's a good place where you have some that are spiritually mature, maturing and some that may not have just made it there just yet, but you're all together growing together. A place that you won't be judged, a place that you can be able to come and ask the questions that you have and get the answers that you need so that you can be able to go further in your life. So again, that's every Sunday morning, every Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. Um, Sunday school is going on, so we want to make sure that you are part of that. Also, starting on Sunday, October the 4th, uh, one of our life application classes is coming back. Amen. It's having another one be edified. A class talking about purpose and helping you to be able to find your purpose in Christ um, so that God can be able to use all those great things that he has in your life to be able to make him famous and to be able to bless others. Um, this is going to start on Sunday, um, October the 4th. If you want to be a part of this class, it's going to take place via Zoom. All you need to do is email your name and let them know that you want to be a part of the class. Email all your information to Department of Education, DEB, DEPT of Education um, at HopewellMB.org. Go ahead and do that um, so that you can be a part of this great experience. I'm so excited about it. And I'm also excited about this new small group that's getting ready to take place in October as well. Hey, man, Pastor, why should I join a small group? It's real simple. It's real simple. You're going to be connected with other people where you're going to be growing together. You're going to be praying together. And you're going to be building relationships together. Listen, we have a new small group that you can.
and be able to attend virtually, whether you're single, dating, engaged, or married. We're going to be going through the book, Relationships Goals, um, by Pastor Michael Todd of Transformation Church. It's going to be a great small group that's going to be started on Friday, October the 9th at 7.30 p.m. via Zoom uh, uh, for six weeks. It's just a, a small snippet of the class, but it's going to be super good. It's, I'm super excited, as my daughter would say. I'm super excited about it and the fruit that is going to come from that. All relationships need to be worked on. So no matter what state you're in, um, that's going to help you in growing in relationships. Um, this class is going to be facilitated by our own Elder Corey and his wonderful wife, Sister Sharonda. Um, they're going to lead it. So I'm excited about that. So make sure you get your boo. Tell your boo, hey, we ain't we ain't, we ain't ain't holding hands until we go through this class. Praise the Lord. Let them know. We're not holding hands. Don't you look at me no more until you go through these six weeks of this class. Amen. So that we can grow in our relationship. All right. So again, if you want to be a part of this small group, do the same thing. Email your information to the Department of Education, DEPT of Education at HopewellMV.org. Take advantage of these opportunities to be able to grow in your walk and in your relationship with Christ. Take advantage of these opportunities to be able to grow in your walk and your relationship with Christ and in building your relationships with other people. Take advantage of these opportunities to be able to grow in your walk with God. I'm telling you, your life is going to be blessed because of it. If you have not already, go ahead and share this. You tag four people. I said five. Go ahead and go ahead and, grab, and tag your cousin so they can be a part of this word today and their life be transformed. Listen, grab your Bibles. Hey, man, we're getting close to the end of this series. This is us. I hope you've been enjoying it. I've been enjoying it. I know I've been the one teaching and preaching it, but it's almost like the cook in the kitchen. But even though they're cooking and making everything else for everybody else, they take a little snippet and taste a little bit of it and realize it's so, so, so good. So as I'm teaching this, let me tell you all, the Holy Spirit is convicting my heart and showing me areas where I need to grow. So it's not just for you, it's for us. For us to be able to grow, grow uh, to be better husbands, better wives, better singles, and better parents to our children. So we want to continue. I'm in this series. Um, this is us, part six. I'm talking about the setup. So if you have your Bibles, go with me to a familiar passage of scripture, Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6. Proverbs 22 and verse 6. I almost said stand when you have it, but this, you, you're at home. If you want to stand, I can't see you. If you want to stand, you can stand. Amen. I know you old school. Is that reverence? Hallelujah. I appreciate it. Go ahead and stand like a soldier in the army of the Lord. Amen. As we read the word of God. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 6, and I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible, and then I'm going to read from the Message Bible. New King James Version of the Bible says this, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he won't depart from it. I like what Eugene Peterson says in the Message Bible. He says, point your kids in the right direction. When they're old, they won't be lost. All right. Point your kids in the right direction. When they're old, they won't be lost. Train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Father God, we thank you right now. We thank you for the privilege that we have to your word. Thank you, Father God, that we don't have to live life and uh, uh, we don't have to live life and just wander around with no purpose, no direction. But we have your word that gives us access to wisdom, access to direction, access to purpose so that we can live lives that are pleasing to you. 
I pray right now, Father God, that we've already made made up in our minds that we're going to do what your word says to do. That we're not going to try to rearrange and then take some stuff out and put some other stuff in. We're not going to try to make it convenient and comfortable to us, but we're going to rise to your standard that you have in your word so that we can be better disciples. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. And all of God's people said, amen, amen, and amen. Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he's old, he won't depart from it. Point your kids in the right direction, so when they're old, they won't get lost. Last week, we started this discussion um, talking about being parents. And let's be real, let's be honest, and I I hope I got some real saints, some real parents that can be able uh, to testify with me tonight in making the declaration. I know you make it look good, you make it look easy, you make it look like, man, that this is just a drive in the park. But how many of you all realize that parenting is hard? It's hard and it's hard work. It's a lot of work in being a parent. It's it's mental, it's it's emotional, it's physical, it's spiritual. Being a parent is not a walk in the park. Thank God we got his word. Hallelujah. Thank God that we have his word to be able to help us, to lead to God and to direct us to be the parents that we need to be. Thank God that we have his word to show us the importance of teaching our children morals and the importance of giving our kids purpose through his word. Thank God that we have his word that gives us the word to back us up, to help us to be able to discipline them in the right way, to love them in the right way. Thank God that we have his word. Then when we go off to the left, that we have the word that has a way of bringing us back in line Mm -hmm. so that we can be able to give our children the very best of ourselves. It's not easy. Whether you are, uh, whether you're co-parenting with your spouse, whether you're co-parenting uh, with whomever, whether you're single, it is not an easy task no matter what state that you are in. And we need God to be able to help us to be, we need God to be able to help us to be kingdom parents. This is not something that you and I can be able to do on our own, but we need the help of God. Okay, I'll go ahead and make it personal. I need God's help in raising my daughters. I need God's wisdom. I need his guidance. I don't know enough, though. I can take a class. I can read a book. I can watch something. But I need God's word. I need the Holy Spirit to be able to help me, giving me the wisdom, giving me the inclination of what I need to be able to give my daughters the very best of myself. We looked at last week, coming from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 9, that it's so important for us as, as parents, if we are going to lead our children, we have to lead them by modeling. We have to lead them by example. We have to lead them by living and not just talking. Long are the days that we use that phrase, you do as I say and not as I do. No, 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 no. It may have worked back in the day, but it's not going to work now because our children desire for someone to model before them what it is they should do, what it is they should look like, how a kingdom man should look, how a kingdom woman should look. They need us to be able to live out what God's word says because if you remember last week I told you, whatever we, we model before them, right. that's what they're going to repeat. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you are a cusser and you curse all the time, just, I know some folks, they're just good at cursing. I, I mean, i just be honest. They are really good. They know how to put the words together with the phrases. And if it's the right family member, you all got that one. We all got that one family member that when they curse, it just makes you tickle. I mean, they can't tell a good joke without inserting a curse word. If you model that before your children, mm-hmm. 
That's what they're going to produce. They are going to live out what they see. So if they're going to live out what they see, let's give them the best biblical image. Let's give them the best godly image of what a man of God or what a woman of God looks like. Even in our failures, even in our mistakes, even in our falling, we want them to be able to see firsthand what the grace of God and the mercy of God looks like. That's right. We gotta live it out before them. We dare not become hypocrites in the eyes of our own children. We dare not act one way on Sundays. I don't know what you're doing now since we're not in church. We dare not act one way on Sundays in church amongst the saints. But go home and we're a monster. We have to live a consistent life, even with, even with mishaps, even with mistakes. We have to live a consistent life as much as possible mm -hmm. to be able to model before our children what a man of God, what a woman of God, and what a life pursuing God looks like. Here in Proverbs, here in Proverbs, Solomon shares something with us. This is a familiar passage of scripture um, that we have heard, that we have read, I mean, and quoted all the time. But I think sometimes it's a scripture that we've gotten so familiar with, that we've gotten so familiar with, that we have not studied and examined it to see what it really means. That we may have held on to some promises that are not really there. That we may have put this word in a certain format to fit a certain context that it really does not fit. And we're upset because we're not getting the results of the words that we've spoken out of our mouths because we didn't have a clear understanding of what his word meant. Here, Proverbs 22, verse 6, he says again, train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he's old, he's not going to depart from it. Like, again, the Message Bible, point your kids, point your kids in the right direction. When they're old, they won't be lost. They won't be lost. Here it is. Here are some key words that I want you to be able to highlight in your Bible, highlight on your tablet, highlight on your phone, uh, because it gives a greater meaning to what's going on. That first word right there in, in the New King James Version, verse 6, train, 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 train. Train in the Hebrew means to dedicate. Now, when you think about dedicate, we think about, hey, when you have a house, you want the good reverend to come by there and dedicate the house and pray over the house and, and speak blessings over the house. We know, we know how we do when we have certain things. You have a church building. you doing something new within the building. You have a, a church dedication where you want to be able to do what? You want to be able to commit that building back. You want to be able to commit that house back to God, for God to be pleased with that building, for God to be pleased with that house. We have children, baby dedications where we gather around with family and friends and right. the children were white and we dedicate our children back to God. They bring them to the pastor and the pastor speaks words of encouragement to the parents and speaks blessings over the child as we dedicate the child back to God. This is what this is what this, the, the writer is wanting us to be able to do and to see in what he's saying to parents. Hey parents, we God wants you to train. God wants you to dedicate your child back to God. God wants you to train your child in the ways of God. God wants you to train and to dedicate your child, child to the things of God. Here it is, here it is. And it comes in working in, working in collaboration with your child. Because here's what you're doing, parents. 
You're setting your child up for adulthood. But here it is. You don't and you cannot leave your child out of the process. They need to know that, hey, mama and daddy, they're training me. Big mama and granddaddy, they are, they, they, they are dedicating me to the, to the things of God, to the ways of God, to right. be a godly child, to be a godly teenager, to be a godly adolescent, and then to be a godly adult. They are targeting me in the right direction. They're pointing me in the direction that I need to go. And in doing that, I got to have the cooperation. I have to let them know, hey, 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 because of what we are doing, because of the foundation that we are laying out for your life, because of the direction that we are shooting you towards, because we have dedicated you back to God. I'm sorry, Johnny. I'm sorry, Susie. But you can't get involved in everything that you want to get involved in. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know we're in a time now where we want to be our child's parent and we want to be our child's friend at the same time. I'm so glad because I had friends that said that, oh my goodness, oh my mom, oh my dad, they're my best friend and I just love them, they're just my BFF and I tried that stuff with my parents and my dad was not hearing that, no sir, I am your father, I am not your friend, I am not your best friend. That may happen when you become an adult later on in life but right now, I am your daddy, I am the authority figure in your life you are going i'm i'm shaping your life i am i am molding you i've dedicated you back to god i'm pointing you and i'm targeting you in the right direction to be able to go after the things of god and because i'm dedicating you and i'm pointing you in that direction i have to guard the outside influences that can come into your life and lead you astray early Because that's what parents are supposed to do. Don't you realize that our children, our children will find themselves in so much trouble without the guidance and the direction of a parent? Scripture even talks about that. Proverbs even talks about that, that that a child would be lost on their own if there was no guidance, if there was no direction, if there was no parent pointing them in the right direction. I'll never forget, I had some friends in high school they had a co-ed sleepover. And I said, hey, listen, this is going to be fun. What's the worst that could happen? We're going to have a good time. So I, I, I have enough nerve to go and ask my parents because, see, my parents are from that old, that, that old mindset, which I didn't understand it in, but I'm so glad that they did it. But I could not sleep at everybody's house. I don't right. know. I know people do it differently now, but I could not sleep over. Hey, even if it was family members, it was certain family members' houses that I could go over and just kick it for a moment, but I dare not go to sleep because that was time for me to be able to come home. So I could not spend the night at everybody's house. So I had this great pitch. Hey, mama, daddy, there's some friends getting together. You know, is it possible that I can go over? Yeah, that's fine. You got to be back by a certain time. Well, I was wondering. I knew you was going to say that. I knew you was going to say that. So I was thinking that it just may be a good idea instead of me riding home on those roads where it may be a little dark and deers come out. And so I don't want to mess up your car, Dad. I don't want to mess up your car, Mama. So it may just be a good idea for me just to spend the night. Why I say that? Long list of questions. Well, have we met the parents? Damn. No, you ain't met them. You ain't, you, you ain't met the parents. Are they saved? Shoot. No, they not. They ain't. They ain't. 
No, I think they may go to church on Christmas, Mother's Day, and Easter, but I don't, I don't really, not real sure if they're saved or whatever. Well, Chip, no, the answer is no, you can't go over there. I said, well, you know what? Just think about it a little bit more. You and Daddy converse about it. You guys have some coffee, talk it over a little bit. I'll come back to you in an hour. There's no need to come back in an hour, Chip, because the answer is yet still the same. Well, I got some friends over there, Daddy, that you do know that you may be comfortable with. Well, who are the friends? I give the names of the friends. Oh, well, I didn't know so-and-so was going to be over there. Well, who else? Soon as I put the young females' names in there, it was over. It was over. It was over. Wasn't going to happen. I didn't understand. Oh, man, that is so fair. Oh, my gosh. What in the world are they doing to me? They don't want me to have a social life. Oh, my gosh. Why can't I go over there? I mean, I'm going to have the best time of my life. They're ruining my whole life. What I didn't realize is that mama and daddy knew that they had dedicated me back to God and they knew the direction that they were pointing me towards. They knew the direction that they were targeting me towards and they were protecting outside influences that could potentially and prematurely get me off the track that they were leading me on. Oh, so parents, listen, 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 listen. When you dedicated your child back and you say, God, I want you to have your way in my child's life. When you start pleading the blood of Jesus over your children, when you start speaking life over your children, when you start speaking what they will be, when you start breaking generational habits and generational curses over your children and you point them in the direction of God and you point them and lead them to the way of God and to be all that God will have them to be, you have no problem with saying no because you know what you're protecting them from here it is parents I used to hate it when my daddy said this I've lived longer than you have I'd be like duh if you do the math I figured it out yeah you are older than me daddy I didn't say that out loud because I wouldn't be here today praise the Lord but I said hey I said I understand okay fine what does it have to do with anything I know more then you know. My discernment is more keener than your discernment, so I am aware of things that you may not even be aware of, and I'm using my godly discernment to be able to protect your parents. Don't be afraid to say no, parents. Don't be afraid to be unpopular, parents. Don't try to be your child's friend when you lose the authority to be able to parent them and lead them and be the authority figure in their life to let them know this is how you are going to go. I've given you to God. I've dedicated to you to God, and I'm pointing you in the direction so that when you get older, what I've instilled within you will still be there. Right. So he says, if we're going to set our kids up, man, we got to dedicate them. We, we, we got to dedicate them to the things of God. We, we have to dedicate them and lead them to the ways of God. How do we lead them to the ways of God, Pastor Swims? It is through his word that we introduce our children and disciple our children to be disciples of Jesus Christ. Let me hurry up. I'm getting on your nerves. Here it is. Here it is. Here, look at the latter part of what he says. And the way he should go. Get this. Each child has unique weaknesses and strengths. Some theologians say bent. That need developing and cultivating. 
in the way that he should go. There, 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 there are so many different interpretations of this, whether if that's the personalities that you lead them in the way of the trace, you lead them in the way of the behaviors, you lead them in the way of the personalities, you lead them in the way of the strength or in their weaknesses. But whatever way you, that you come from, it, it still brings you back to the end, is that you lead the child. Each child that you have, you can have six different children, but you have to parent them individually. Because what may work for one <laughs> may not work for the other. Right. Oh, you might be able to say, if you're a real parent, you can look at your child and not even move and they get everything you're saying. But you may have one child, you look at them, they look at you, you look at them, they look at you harder <laughs> as if to say, now what? And then you look even harder and now y'all done had a battle. You have to be able to know that each child that you have has been uniquely fashioned by God. They have different personalities. They have different traits. So it is your job to begin to find out what their bent is. It is your job to begin to find out those uniqueness of their strengths and their weaknesses and to begin to develop them and to begin to cultivate them. I told you from the beginning that if you're going to point your children in a certain direction, you need to get their, you need to get their input. You, you must get their collaboration. You must do this as a team effort where you have your child involved, that they know that you are setting them up right. to be all that God will have them to be. Carrie's at the age now. She'll be five in two months. I can't really believe it. She's about to be five in just a little bit. Kenny's going to be two in just a couple of weeks. I can't believe that either. I just can't believe it at all. But Carrie's at that age now where she's very inquisitive and she questions everything. <laughs> she questions everything. If we're going somewhere, she wants to know where we're we going. Who's going to be there? How long is it going to take for us to get there? What are we going to do when we get there? How long are we staying when we get there? She has so many questions, and it drives me wild. And I just say, hey, just enjoy the ride for where we're going, and that lasts just for a little bit. But she wants to know. She wants to know. And she's asking me, not because she doesn't trust me. She wants to be involved of the, of the direction of where we are going. Your children want to be involved. They desire to be involved. They deserve to be involved as you are claiming and pointing out the direction of where they should go. Have you taken the time to, to study your child? Have you taken the time to investigate and just sit back and see how they solve conflict with their siblings? Have you taken the time when we were in person with school and if they are school age to pop in on them at school and just see how they do with others? Have you taken the time to find out what their bent is? Because whatever their bent is, whatever their, their shape is, you want God to give you the wisdom and the strategy on how to be able to lead them and shape that bent and shape whatever they are and cultivate and develop those gifts, those talents, and those abilities so right. that God can be able to use them right. for his glory. Is your child inquisitive about nature? Have you gone on a hike with them in, at Giant City, allowing them to explore the trees and nature and add the Bible to it? And let them know that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof? 
Have you walked out at the end at the light nature and took them on a nature walk and read with them Genesis in the beginning God created? That you can study who they are and shaping them into what they will be and use the word of God to let them see the role that God played in it. Y'all see how good God is? Do y'all see? You have a child that loves instruments? Have you thought about have you thought about going through Psalms with them? Looking at the instruments? Talking about David, talking about Saul, even though, even though he had issues, he had issues, he had problems. David, as a musician, taking what their shape is, taking what their bent is, and adding the word of God to see God's role in it. That's right. Shaping and cultivating. Shaping and cultivating. Shaping and developing and cultivating, helping them to find their way, to point them in the way that they should go, to lead them in the way that they should go. Because you do know there are two ways to take, right? There, there, there are two roles they can take. They can take the role of the fool, or they can take the role of a wisdom. And you want to be able, you want to be able, you want to be able, you, you really want to be able to be able to shape them and to lead them and to direct them in a way where they will choose to take the road of wisdom right. and not the road of a fool. Okay, thank you, Holy Ghost. The worst mistake you can make is trying to, is trying to parent your child or children through control and dictatorship. Oh, God, I got to get out of here. I got to go. I got to go. I got I to go. The worst mistake you can make is trying to shape and to mold your child out of control for your own satisfaction to be something that you want them to be or to be something that people spoke over your life, but you never became, but you want them to be the second generation legacy of it. But it's not. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. But they're not. That's not what their shape is. Worst thing you can do is try to lead your child out of control. The worst thing that you can do, I know I've been talking about, hey, we got to give them the word and live the word before them, but here it is, here it is. Please don't mistake that as to me that I got to shove the word and I got to make them. No, 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 no. You want to be able to cultivate and to create a space in your home. You want to be able to create a healthy home that once you have put your child in the direction that it should go, once you have cultivated their shape, once you have cultivated their bent, All right. that when they do go, they want to come back home and kick it sometimes. <laughs> but if you think that parenting is controlled and dictatorship, when they get the opportunity to leave, they ain't coming back, Jack. Because the home that you have created was unhealthy, and most of the time, it was just religious stuff, and never about a relationship with God or with you. 
parents, man, what I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing what my parents did with me, I'm doing what my grandparents did with them, but did it work? <laughs> did it? Your parents controlled you. Your parents tried to dictate everything that you did, and now you have no relationship with them. So as a result of that, why would you repeat what they did and it didn't work with you? Amen, Walls. Help me, Holy Ghost. Help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. Why would you repeat it? You can never. Control is not parenting. Dictatorship is not parenting. And you will lose a relationship with your child. Maybe for a season and maybe forever. If you're trying to control them and dictate your life. Yeah, people said when you were little that you was going to be a preacher, but that ain't what God said. But that doesn't mean your child's supposed to be a preacher. Hey, you may even be a preacher, but that don't mean your child is called. How they been called by God or what they called by the bishop? What's their bend? What's their shape? What's their unique design? That God wants to use you to develop and to cultivate. I got to get out of here. Let me hurry up. And when he's old, he won't depart from it. Or what the message Bible says, or what the message Bible says, or what it says, when they're old, they won't be lost. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here's the big idea of it right here. When he's old, they will not depart from it. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. This proverb is not a promise. I know, I know. We done, we done, we done, we done learned. We done learned. Wait a minute, Pastor. Hold on, Reverend. I've grown up, and the preacher done said, when you got a child, you done did everything you can do, and they've gone their own way. They told me it's a promise that they're going to come back. Not necessarily so. Because the Proverbs, the Proverbs, you have to understand the context of the Proverbs. You, you, you really, it's almost like wearing a different pair of shoes. Each pair of shoes may have a different outfit or a different assignment to go with it. Mm -hmm. I got these Air Force Ones on. I got, my, I, I, got, I got my dress shoes that I wear. I don't wear my dress shoes with my jeans. Now, I know some folks, I know some people do that. I don't do that. I don't wear my dress shoes with my jeans, so to speak. I, I don't do that. I wear my dress shoes with my suits and stuff like that. So each pair of shoes have a different assignment. Same way, with, same, same way with Proverbs. Every Proverbs, listen, you have to take it, you have to examine it, you have to look at it, it has different purposes, but it's not a promise mm -hmm. that if you point your kids in the right direction, that they will not wander away. I know a lot of good parents that have done well with their children. They, they, let, they brought their children up in the church. They brought their children, cultivated a relationship with God. They led them to Christ. Did the very best, gave them the best of everything, Jesus and everything else. But that child still wandered away. Mm -hmm. Well, Pastor, I don't understand. Here it is, parents. Your job is to point, not make their decision for them. Right, right. Uh -huh. Your job is to point them in the direction of God. Your job is to dedicate them back to God. God, they belong to you. God, use them for your purpose. God, use them for your will. I'm going to lead them. I'm going to direct them. I'm going to live it out before them. But as they grow, they have to make a decision right. on if I'm going to follow God or follow my own way. Right. 
Okay, here it is. Parents, good news right here. Good news right here. Parents, don't hold yourself hostage to your children's bad decisions. All right. Because what they do or don't do is not an indicator of your parenting unless you have not prepared them by pointing them in the direction that they should go and right. dedicating them and training them in the ways of God. Don't hold yourself hostage. And get this, don't let your kids manipulate you into holding you hostage. Oh, well, I am the way that I am because if you if you had did this, if you had let me go over to the sleepover, if you had got me some Jordans, if you had got me my first car when I was 16, if you if you would have let me listen to whatever I wanted to listen to, if you would let me go where I want to go, I wouldn't have been where we are. Absolutely not. I did everything the world told me to do. You made the decision <laughs> All right. to do what you did. Nobody else. You made that decision. Why? Because the success of parenting isn't the results of your child's decisions, but it's in your preparation of your child. The success of parenting is not rejoicing at the results of your children's decision. No, it is resting in the fact that I have prepared my child right. and pointed them in the right direction. Yes. So that when they get older, what I have poured down on the inside of them won't get lost. What I have put in the inside of them, what I have spoken, what I have prayed over them, it start popping up when trouble comes. It start popping up, they get in trouble. I used to hear mama and daddy talk about God being a refuge. When life gets crazy, they start remembering those scriptures that you put, that you that you spoke over them, that you will keep them in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on him. Yes. When you have prepared your children, Thank you, God. you don't base your success off their decision, but you base your success off that you know that you prepared them for where they are. You pointed them in the wrong, in the right direction. If they get lost, it wasn't my fault. But it was their decision. Mm -hmm. So, Pastor, how do I apply this to my life? You done said a whole lot. You done made me mad. What, 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 how? How? How do I apply this to my life? Here it is. You got to study and engage in purposeful conversation with your children. So you will know how to intentionally and strategically prepare them for life. Let me say it again. I think I'm going to say it two more times because this is really good. Oh, yeah. Study and engage in yeah. purposeful conversation with, your with each of your children individually so you will know how to intentionally and strategically prepare them for life. Study and engage in purposeful conversations. They're humans. They're people. Talk to them and let them talk back to you. So you'll know how to intentionally and strategically prepare them for life. Yes. I got to look at them. How do they solve problems? 
I noticed with Kenny, even though she's almost two, she's so independent. Oh, 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 she's so independent. She, she would do everything that she can on her own before she come and ask for help. She, she would do it. I don't know how she know it, but she do, she'll do it. She would do everything. If she's trying to climb up on something, she's going to go and find something to step on to be able to get up there. She's going to do everything that she can to be able to do it on her own before she comes and asks for help. Now, that's good, that's good, that's good, that's good, that's good. But at the same time, I don't want her to grow and think that it's a weakness to ask for help. Right. So I have to ask God to give us wisdom on how to be able to shape that so that it's healthy. Right. She's adventurous. Oh, she's going to go ahead. She's going to try it. She's going to be the type. <laughs> she's going to be the type. She's going to try it and just see what's work, see how it works, and then go back and fix it. Carrie, on the other hand, she's a lot more like me. She wants to find out, okay, if I do this, what's going to happen? If I make this move, if I make this step, Kenny's more of a risk taker. Kenny, Carrie's like, hold on a second. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me count the numbers. Let me add this up and see how it's going to work out. I'm glad that she's cautious, but I want to be able to shape it in a healthy way so that she won't struggle with trusting God. So I need, we need God's wisdom in how to be able to shape that so that it's healthy and that it won't get in the way of their purpose and their destiny. I study your kids. You gotta, you gotta, I know it's old school, but you got to talk to them. You got to talk to them. Don't text them. You got to talk to them. Eyeball to eyeball. Talk to them. Find out what they're interested in so that you all can come together with an intentional and strategic plan to prepare them for life. Care what your child says. They, they, need, they need you to parent them. And like I told you last week, I'm 35 years old, married with two kids, and I still need my parents. Something go wrong with my car, I'm calling my daddy or Deacon Brian to give me wisdom on what to do. I still need his insight. I still need his direction. Still need my mama's wisdom. Because contrary to what society says, you never stop parenting. I know they're 18 and gone, but you never stop parenting. You never stop parenting. They will forever need your leadership and your guidance. And pointing them in the ways of God so they won't get lost. I want to pray for parents right now. I want to pray for that parent or those parents that's struggling because you're caught in the web of guilt. Because you see where your child is now. And you say, wait a minute, God, I don't know how. After what I did, all that I did, that they end up there. Their poor decisions it's not an indicator of bad parenting from you. They made a choice. They made a decision. They made a choice. They made a decision. 
So don't allow the enemy to hold you hostage and, and thinking that you have to make up <laughs> by doing stuff. Make up by giving things for their bad decisions. No, ma'am, no, sir. I pray that God will release you from that guilt today and that you won't be held hostage any longer. I want to pray for the single parent that, 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 that is trying everything within their power to point their child in the right direction. They're getting tired. They're getting weary. Notice what the scripture says. Train up a child, not just your child, but a child. I pray that God will raise up a village that will help you and assist you in pointing your child in the direction of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every parent right now that's being held hostage because of their child's bad decisions. If they prepare, God, I pray now in the name of Jesus, I pray, Father God, that you will release them from the guilt, that you will release them from the anxiety, God. I pray that they will be free in their minds right now, that they won't do things out of guilt. They won't buy things out of guilt. They won't yield type of services out of guilt, God. I pray in the name of Jesus that they will stand up and say, no, this is the day I'm not doing it. No longer am I falling prey to your tricks. I pray for single parents right now, God, that's trying to do everything that they can on their own. I pray that you will raise up a village, even in a pandemic, Father God, to assist them and aid them in shaping the life of their children, Father. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I pray for our college students right now that have gone off to school. God, I pray right now that everything that's been poured into them, Father God, I pray that they would be like an open field that's ripe and their produce will come forth, Lord God. That everything that's been laid within them, every prayer, every scripture, every direction, Father God, I pray that it will be birthed in this season, God. That they will make good decisions for their life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And amen. Listen, today can be your day of new beginning. Today can be your day of new beginning. You can ask the Lord Jesus Christ into your life right now. And I promise you, you when you ask him into your life and you allow him to work on the inside of your heart, your life will never be the same again. He will transform you from the inside out. He will make you into something that you cannot become on your own. And all he's looking for you to do is say, yes, Lord, yes to my will, yes to his way. If you're looking for a church home, you can become a part of our church family. Just type in the comment section right there. Just put, hey, I want to be part of Team Hopewell. Inbox us, someone from our team will reach out to you, get your information, and get you plugged in and connected. If you desire prayer, we'll pray with you. We'll pray for you. Send all your prayer requests to prayer team at hopewellmb.org. Our prayer team is ready right now. Yes, they're ready right now to pray with you and to pray for you. Whatever it is you the Lord to do, I'm a living witness. God is able. God is able. God is able. God is able. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask. 
make a wish. Hallelujah. Come on, let's sing that from the top. I ain't heard that in years. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.